Before we get started with what I can only assume is an episode of Restless Filled with Audible Gold, I need to remind you that this is the season to buy. And what better to buy than a Restless book? We've got two books available if you haven't bought them already. First up is The Deacon of God, now for the first time available in a paperback edition. In this book, Matt and I compiled what historical reform confessions had to say about the civil government, and we tried to provide some study questions as helpful guides for you as you read them. Secondly, you can still get my book, 77 Times, Reflections on Forgiveness. Both of these are available if you go to therestlesspodcast.com, or if you prefer, you can just go straight to Amazon and search for either. Now let's get back to the podcast. Pastor Michael. We're back. We're back, everybody. What day are we on now? We are on number four, maybe? I think four. The fourth day of Restless. Here we are. It might be the fifth, but I think it's the fourth. We are on the fourth day of Restless. Pastor Michael, we are here to watch a little video uh, by a a famous guy who does not like Calvinism, Leighton Flowers. (laughs) Leighton Flowers. Leighton Flowers. Here's why. Is this the first time we've done a Leighton Flowers thing on the podcast? I think it is. Love it. it. Now, I would like to say Leighton Flowers, the Restless podcast wants to interview you. And here's why. Not because we are interested in debating you. We are not James Debate Me White. That's not what we're here to do. We know, by the way, guys, Dr. Flowers, we know you don't like Calvinism. We we have picked that up over the years. <laughs> but what he, As we have discerned through the material that you put out, yeah, we've as, realized that that might be as, the case. As you, uh, you do appear to run a ministry to oppose Calvinism— Here's why we're in ministry <laughs> to oppose Calvinism. It here's why, and we're not we're not laughing at you, of course, but here's why we want to interview you. You have made it clear you were once a Calvinist. We want to interview you about what attracted you to Calvinism, what convinced you of that view, and then why you left. I want to hear about that time, that time period where you were convinced of something that you are now convinced is is so bad and so dangerous you you spend a lot a lot of time a lot of time talking about it and so i'd love to talk to you um i i I don't want to debate you i this isn't a debate challenge i think all podcasts like there's always that moment where you challenge someone to debate i think i'm gonna make it a restless rule we are never challenging we're not debaters we're never what we're doing we're never challenging someone to a debate on our podcast yeah this person has integrity they will agree to They'll debate. They'll come on. Oh, <laughs> that kind of challenge. Yeah, but I would. I I do want to hear. Um, I also hope uh, we got a message. I don't know if the guy listened to our show and decided he didn't want to do it. The guy who wrote the book "Young, Restless, and No Longer Reformed." I'd love to talk to that guy too for a similar thing. Um, there are all kinds of people like this in this category of subject matter. We'd like to talk to, but this is a. I don't know why this clip stuck out to me but this is Leighton Flowers he's talking to someone um named Vocab Malone who I, I know so Vocab Malone I watched some at, of his videos in the past wasn't he at one point a Calvinist because I think he is now here potentially going to have a not so Calvinisty. I don't know if he was ever a Calvinist I, he was always in the apologetics world right mm. so like the online YouTube apologetics um so I think I actually saw crossover stuff with him um with the apologia guys 
and with like James White, like that kind of group. But I don't know that he was ever like uh, uh, I, I don't I don't know that I ever heard him in a context where it was like, oh, he's definitely a Calvinist. Mm. But he was kind of running in those more like, uh, you know, apologetics minded, um, you know, let's debate minded mm. groups within the kind of new Calvinist movement. So apparently um, this guy. Yeah. So street apologist. I think you're right about that. Uh, so Leighton Flowers is going on to explain the view that he promotes, which is called provisionism. So provisionism. So I, I don't know why this video, it's got 17,000 views. So it was watched a lot of times. Um, I don't remember what I found interesting about it. Brother, would Leighton call for the excommunication open theistic in his local church? People are getting all practical over here. All right. So that is an interesting question. So that's why I fit because so again all of these clips that we're doing or articles I tried to not watch all the way through or listen to, so that you right now you're getting uh, yeah. our reaction. So you're I've getting... not seen these. Matt is just showing them now. And this is and this is an interesting question. So does Leighton Flowers promote the excommunication of an open theist in their local church? Pastor Michael. Now obviously there is a ton of because we're Presbyterians and the ways we think about like church discipline are pretty developed. Right. Like it's not like a, do you discipline or do you not? Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> like, or like pastor Michael's not like up there with like do a you discipline gun. Yeah. Or not? Oh, that guy doesn't appear to be a Calvinist, but bam, he's excommunicated. <laughs> he's right? gone. Um, I do think that a person, uh, well, no, let's do, should we answer this question? Yeah. Let's, before we uh, let Layton answer. <laughs> let's watch and okay. then let's say how we would have answered because okay. I, I know how i would answer great great so i don't know how Leighton will answer Leighton again definitely a non-calvinist answering this question right yeah I, I, you're getting put on the spot no <laughs> no, no okay, i wouldn't I, I think um so he, just so you know in case for some reason you didn't hear that the sound quality he says he's a no he's a no it was a mistake I think it was a mistake for Southern Baptists to exclude open theists from the Southern Baptist Convention for the reasons I've already stated. I, I think we should be more open to those kinds of philosophical discussions because if you're going to cast them out, then why wouldn't you cast out people who disagree with you over the sociological issues on the other side? It just doesn't make any sense to me to, to cast out a group of people. And I understand the, the reactionary response when you first hear, when I first heard about open theism, I had the same reactionary kind of response of, oh my gosh, what are they denying? What is that about? You know, I can't believe that kind of thing until I heard out some of the arguments and what they were trying to say and why they were coming to their conclusion. Then I go, oh, okay, there, there's a philosophical issue here with this, this, and this, and I understand where they're coming from, and, and I would not cast. So, so uh, the Southern Baptists are famous for having like basically like added to i think the baptist message 2000 like statements to exclude open theism open theism well, and good on him good on him um i when he just said that like i had the reaction that everybody has when they first heard it like oh man what are they what i still have that reaction <laughs> <laughs> i still um having you know read a fair amount and discussed a fair amount of open theism i still have that same reaction to it so pastor michael he is an he's a no and 
Uh, he's a no because, well, why wouldn't we then exclude people on the other side of soteriological right. issues? Right. So, Which would be Calvinist, I you, assume. I assume. I assume what he's saying is Calvinism is on the same level as open theism, just on the other side, um, which is wild <laughs> if that if that is what he's saying uh because open theism is a radical and novel um theological understanding that does fundamentally deny um, various things about god that historically the church has always agreed on right i mean across the board right we're right. like not not like it's it's not as though there well there was always debate and that's just continued. No, I mean, it's it's a fundamental change in one's understanding of the nature of God himself, right? Of the character of God. Yeah. So um, let me actually, let me read this line from the Baptist Message 2000. So when he says open theists were excluded from the Southern Baptist Convention, this is this, this is what they said that excluded them. They said, um, they said, you must affirm to be a Southern Baptist church that God's perfect knowledge extends to all things, past, present, and future, including the decisions of his free creatures. So, to be clear, that means if this, if something, what they did to exclude open theists means at, you are going to deny at least one part of this sentence. God's perfect knowledge extends to all things, past, present, and future, including the future decisions of his free creatures. That is radical. It is. It absolutely is radical. Deny. And by the way, just so everyone knows, they're denying he has knowledge of the future, of future yes. decisions right. of people. Of the future decisions of free creatures, right? Because in order for them to be free, they'd argue philosophically, right? In order to have that kind of libertarian free will, you God would have to... Um, self-impose a kind of blindness on his ability to know the future. That that is what God has done. Because... And that's, by the way, just so you know, that's supposed to comfort you <laughs> because otherwise it's so hard to know why evil's going on in the world. Well, don't worry. God is blind. God doesn't know. <laughs> he didn't know it was going to happen. But he lo he loves you, right? He <laughs> that's supposed to comfort you. And if you... I. I really don't know what to say. I, I mean, it's so, it's, it's wild. Also, even just the very idea, it's such a, it's such an obvious thing that modern people would come up with when, when the, the doctrine of God has been watered down so much that he's really just like a better me. Like he's like me, but better. So he knows like me, I know, but his knowledge is just better than my knowledge. Um, but like God when we're talking about God's foreknowledge, when we're talking about predestination, when we're talking about any of these things, we're not talking about, I mean, we often, we might use language that comes across as, oh, like I see the future, like I know things that might happen in the future, but obviously God knows everything and knows them perfectly and That's I don't. Right. Um, but God is eternally present right. in every moment. Right. He's not, God is not uh, bound by time in the way that you are. He's not bound in knowledge the way that you are. He is infinite. Uh, there, there are so many ways that this is bad. Yes. There are so many ways that it fundamentally changes the doctrine of God that all Christians for all of time have believed. 
That's right. That's why this is so radical. That That is why it's radical. And I understand why the open theists come to it, because when they say, the kind of freedom I want to defend every single person has, it starts to sound pretty Calvinisty when you say God knows everything everyone's going to do, no matter what. Yep, it does. It, I think it <laughs> leads there, right? And this is why a lot of people have said, and I think this is true, and if you're listening to us, you're in, you are, you self-identify as somebody who does not like Calvinism and you think it's wrong and you would identify yourself as an Arminian of some kind. Um, That's right. You know, I'm not saying this to like attack you and you might say, no, this isn't true of me. But open theism is a consistent Arminianism. It's, it's being consistent all the way through. It's going all the way. Now, I'm glad that you don't. Correct. If you're listening and you haven't gone that far, praise God. Correct. I'm happy that you don't go that far because it is wrong. And I yes. hope that when you see open theism, you say, oh, no, that is out of bounds. Yes. That's a good thing. And and so we are like, we're very, um, there is the, the Arminians that say, yeah, God has exhaustive foreknowledge. And like, I, I don't, again, I agree with Pastor Michael. I don't know how you're putting all that together. But you are affirming an orthodox doctrine of God. Yes, right. That at least makes that possible, that and I am grateful for that. I'm happy. That's and important. Yeah. So so what would we say, Matt? That's right. Would you excommunicate uh, an open theist? What, based on their conversation just there, it sounds like he's more talking about like like pastors, right? Like right. churches Correct. that uh, take on open theism as what they believe. Yes. And um, they, like they, there is no room for them in the Orthodox Church. Correct. There should not be room— now, that doesn't mean you can't talk with somebody who's an open theist, right. obviously. If you know somebody who, you know, I, I sat in on a class once um, with Greg Boyd, uh, notable open theist, yep. absolutely one of the most annoying people to ever, like, lecture. <laughs> he just he literally, I'm telling you, I'm telling you all this, this is true. He would literally carry drumsticks with him, and in his standing in his bedazzled jeans, in the middle of lecturing to everybody, he would just start banging on the podium with, with his drumsticks. What are you? Are you God 12? Know the future. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Bet you guys never saw someone like me before. I, like. It, it was just bizarre. It was so bizarre. Um, and I know he's apparently also very smart or something, but it was so it was so annoying. It yeah. was so annoying. Um, and I said it was one class. Maybe he didn't do this always, but I was told that he always was like this. So so anyway, uh, I'm not saying you can't talk to people like this. I'm not saying you can't have a relationship with people like this. Uh, but, but open theism is outside of Orthodox Christianity, and so it should not be allowed. Now, when we're talking about excommunication, if you're saying, well, what about somebody that visits your church that believes in open theism? Well, this is right. this. Hey, welcome to Presbyterianism. We take these things carefully, and we're not gonna like say from the pulpit that day. If you're an open theist, get out. <laughs> right. We're, yeah. Again, there's where are I, they an attender? Are they a member? Have they been teaching this a long time? Are they just asking questions? Do they just have philosophical questions they're wrestling with? All of these matter. Are right? they correctable? Like, yeah. Is a, what are they yep. like on a member level? There's going to be. Huge amounts of care taken. Yes. Now, Pastor Michael, let me let's close out. Can I ask you a very winsome question? Here we go. Are you ready? Now, answer it very winsomely. I'm gonna try. Why do you think Leighton Flowers doesn't? Wa- <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> I just love I love that you preface it with it has to be Winsome. Yeah, you have to answer this very <laughs> because I really want that interview. Pastor Michael, wh- why do you think Leighton Flowers thinks it was such a mistake to uh disfellowship open theist? <laughs> so we have in that interview a little bit of it, right? Where he says, Well, when you talk to them and you hear their philosophical reasoning, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound that crazy. It yeah. doesn't sound like that far out of bounds. Do you think it's because it sounds like the logical conclusion of the things he says? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it is because the reason he's saying this is because he knows that if he says, no, open theism is completely out, then provisionism or whatever he calls it, it's right there, right? Yep. It's at least they're they're at least kissing cousins, right? Like right. they're, I mean, they're just they are so close uh, that it's going to make him uncomfortable to have to draw that line because it, he's probably cutting off a lot of people that have said things just like him, right? Well, Leighton Flowers, Merry Christmas to you from the Twelve Days of Restless. We definitely want to interview you. Restless will return tomorrow with more of the 12 Days of Restless. Please remember, the 12 Days of Restless are intended for reformed audiences, so listener discretion is advised.